Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Greetings, listeners. It's officially spring on this 21st day of March, and this is Tanisha Baker bringing you this Monday's edition of Talking with T. If today is your birthday, you share it with Rosie O'Donnell and John Basket, who was the first African-American male to receive an Academy Award for his role in Disney's Song of the South, as well as renowned composer Johann Sebastian Bach. On this date in history, in 1965, Martin Luther King led the Civil Rights March from Selma to Montgomery, Alabama. As we continue with our theme of Motivated in March, let's consider some helpful tips. Stay positive. We tend to procrastinate more when we're in a bad mood. And you know, I actually think this is true. I tend to get more done when I am upbeat. Also, set a reward for yourself when you accomplish a goal. Now, I don't know about this, but one suggestion is to give a friend, a trusted friend, $100. If you reach your goal by the deadline, you get it back. If not, you lose it. Remember to follow Talking With T on Facebook and Twitter for daily motivational quotes as we stay motivated in March. On the local front, Pastor Chris Battle of Tabernacle Baptist Church has coordinated efforts across communities and churches to send supplies to Flint, Michigan. The first load, which leaves tomorrow, that's Tuesday, March 22nd, will connect with distributors in Flint to provide water, baby wipes, and hand sanitizer. This effort will continue, so start gathering these supplies and drop them off at Tabernacle Baptist Church in Knoxville, Tennessee. You can find more details on my website. And now today's quick bits. Legendary singer Frank Sinatra passed away this past Wednesday. Knoxville, Tennessee police have saved four people in five days from heroin overdoses. Houston Rockets' Dwight Howard is under investigation by the NBA for using stickum on his hands during a game. Steve Harvey was teased for mistakenly naming the wrong contestant in the Miss Universe pageant, but maybe he was actually having a premonition. As of last Thursday, Miss Puerto Rico has been stripped of her crown because of her bad attitude. Opening statements will soon begin in the non-jury trial of Citizens for Strong Schools versus State Board in Florida. Florida is accused of failing to provide a quality public education. Richard Milner, who is the director of the Center for Urban Education at the University of Pittsburgh and is scheduled to testify, stated, and I quote, schools in Florida are largely still not integrated, with rich white communities providing far better education than poor black schools. There are still major inequities in public education in Florida, and this lawsuit threatens to expose that. Finally, another sad story around the violence in Chicago involves 16-year-old Andre Taylor, who had hoped his athletic talent would provide a path out of the violent, poverty-stricken neighborhood he called home. He was fatally shot in the forehead on his front lawn in the south side of Chicago. Taylor was not reportedly involved in any gang activity and was described by neighbors as a good kid. No motive nor suspects have yet to be discovered. Let's check out another hit by one of Talking With T's featured artists, Icon Bo, Rhythm of the Life. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're inside Talking With T. Coast to coast, not to 
Let's go. It's your boy King James. As we turn our attention to trending news, I'm going to start with a story locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, where the family of DeAndre Marsh is looking for answers as the 25-year-old was found dead in his cell this week. The family found out about the incident from inmates who had connections with the family instead of actually hearing it from the corrections officers. Now, Marsh reportedly had congestive heart failure and a thyroid condition, and he had recently had a seizure as well. So there are statements in the article that Marsh made to his family during a phone call saying that he was not receiving medical treatment. So we'll have to update you as more details are revealed in this story. But is it just me, or does it seem like a surge in these types of incidents um, lately? I think it's a surge in them. I think when you go to prison, they have in their head that you're not supposed to receive the correct medical care. And then the thing is, they have medical facilities. The medical facilities for Tennessee prisons in Nashville, so I'm not understanding why he 
did not get sent back there after he had his seizure. He was there briefly per the family after his seizure, uh-huh. but they sent him back to the regular prison even with his heart issues. And it seems like that should have been grounds to keep you at the medical facility. You have congestive heart failure, which is serious. Right. I'm not understanding, you know, why he wasn't getting the proper medical treatment because he had called home and said that his legs were swollen, he was having shortness of breath, um, he wasn't getting medication like he was supposed to on time. So it's just a lot of lot of different answers, and I'm pretty sure more will come about it in the next few weeks as the family reaches out to different people to see exactly what, you know, what happened. I just want to say that there's definitely a lot of shady business and seems to be a lot of unanswered questions to this whole story. Right. So, Pam, I guess we'll leave it up to you to stay on top of this story and keep us informed as details develop. Yes, I will. I'll, um, I've been in, you know, talking to family members, so I'll keep talking with T updated as this story um, prevails and we get some answers because if it was my family member, I would want answers, you know, too. Right, right. Well, also in trending news just this past Saturday, 25-year-old India Beatty of Norfolk, Virginia, was fatally shot by two police officers as she was accused of making a threatening motion with a fake gun. Now, this is a little controversial because in this case, she is waving the gun, and I'm pretty sure there's no way to tell without coming in close contact, which could have been potentially dangerous, that the gun was not real. And so, although we keep hearing about these stories of innocent lives lost, I think we also have to consider some accountability in waving a gun, fake or not, um, to police officers. But in 2015, police officers have killed at least 28 people with fake weapons, which included 12-year-old Tamir Rice and 13-year-old Andy Lopez. So now I'm thinking there's a pattern that's emerging here because these incidents continue to involve people of color. And there are multiple cases where people have been taken into custody doing similar situations without incident. And, in fact, I don't know if you remember, I wrote a blog about it some time back, and you can check it out on the Talk With T website, and it's entitled Without Incident. But it goes on to share multiple stories in where people who were either having fake guns or real guns were taken into custody without incident and that none of these people were people of color. So we got to figure out how some people are taken in without incident and others are just fatally shot um, regardless. So I posted this article related to the story, and it's definitely worth reading because it goes through the site some more statistics around this type of situation or these types of incidents here in this country. Right, and the story definitely mentions that she's the third person to be fatally shot by police in Norfolk, Virginia. and. Here again, I found it interesting, much like you did, that there were incidents of uh, people who were not of color, uh, specifically the two drunk white men that the article mentions who shot up an Idaho Walmart with BB guns. But yet, you know, you fatally shoot these, these people who have fake weapons, but yet you have these other people who have bona fide weapons uh, shooting up entire stores, and we don't know what necessarily their motive uh, was or their intent was, but yet they are not, they're not killed. They're just merely taken into custody and nothing happens beyond that. Right, right. And I remember that story actually because it was near the beginning of when I actually started talking with T. It was in June. 
And not only were they in the Walmart shooting the BB guns, they were trying to give guns to other people and encouraging them to join them. And yet they were taken without incident, as well as a lady in Chattanooga, I think that was last December, who was out in traffic, just shooting outside, shooting at cars. She was taken without incident. And a guy at a park with children and police. And he had, these. now these two people had real guns. And he was taken without incident, even though he was actually shooting. So, again, there's obviously uh, a pattern that's emerging here and something that I think as we look at it over and over again that we're becoming more aware of the biases and the unbalanced treatment in these type of situations. So hopefully we won't keep having to report these same stories, but this has been going on for a while now. Yeah, it seems like. I don't know, We every week it's something different. And then there was even a couple of stories where um, people had actually had roll-around fights with the officers and took the gun from the officer. And I'm thinking, okay, that probably couldn't have been an African-American male to do that, to actually get in a physical altercation and take the gun from the officer and then not be killed. You know, right, right. What's the criteria for, like someone said, what's the criteria for talking somebody down or what? how far do you go before you actually shoot somebody? Especially when they have oh, so many other ways to stop someone. You know, they have the beanbags, they have mace. I'm pretty sure someone would rather get hit with a billy stick than be shot dead. Right, right. That's an interesting point because I don't know of any stories that I've heard recently in the news where an African-American male was taken in without incident. All I keep hearing about are the fatal killings of African-American males. And only a couple of cases have been where you can even halfway see the point. Like in this one, she's waving a gun, threatening the officers where they don't know it's real. Hey, even though I don't know had they taken the time to find out. But I believe in Tamir Rice's case, first of all, he's a kid. And they didn't even investigate it all to see if it was a fake gun. I think he was killed in less than a minute, if I remember the story correctly. So Yeah, he was killed pretty pretty fast within, like you said, under a minute, within seconds, it seems like, on the video. Yeah. Did we upset Jay? Did he faint? No, Jay, I'm, still still I, I, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. Just <laughs> making sure we didn't lose you. <laughs> no, I'm I'm yet here. Yet holding on. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, as you hold on, let's move on uh, to some stories I found that are straight out of the Crazy Chronicles. Now, this first one is about a Texas lawmaker who traveled to Oklahoma using taxpayers' money to get this controversial medical procedure called the Jesus Shot. Now, he claims it cured his chronic pain. This shot is administered by only one doctor, and he charges $300 per shot, and he says it cures chronic pain for life. So one question in my mind is, if it cures chronic pain for life, why would you ever need more than one shot? That's right. And just put that out there. The others are calling the miraculous claims of this procedure outrageous, and they even use the word quackery. So the actual procedure has reportedly been around for over 33 years, but it has no guarantees, although it probably won't cause any harm. It's just that it's not reportedly being able to do what this doctor says it will. 
Now, another twist to the story is that the doctor administering this procedure moved to Oklahoma after he was federally convicted and incarcerated on multiple accounts of tax evasion, mail fraud, and health care fraud in Ohio. Oh? So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he went to the same school that your friend went to. What's his name, Jay? Dr. Love. I know him not. <laughs> But wasn't it, though? He's charging the people $300 for this Jesus shot, though. And, you know, you can call on Jesus for free. Okay. Well, the next crazy story is about an Iowa man. Now, y'all got to – y'all sitting down because I really want y'all to be prepared for this story. Okay. So this story is about – Hold on. Let me get my chair. Let me get my chair. Unless you get what? My Jesus chair. You're getting Jesus. (laughs) Okay. All right. Come on, Jesus. All right. So – this Iowa man who was recently arrested for a hate crime after getting in a fight with a black man, his name is Andy Benavides, admittedly attacked this black man simply because of his race. So the police came in, discovered him fighting the man, and he was wearing a surgical mask. Why the surgical mask, you ask? Get this. Why he the told the police. Mask? <laughs> Thank you. He told the police that he was allergic to black people. And I'm thinking I have heard it all. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Pause. Okay, so yeah. I'm looking at the name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dead. Mm-hmm. He's allergic to black people. Now, I may be grasping for straws here, but I don't think I'm too far off. Benavidez sounds like a name that could be of Hispanic origin. I no. would be willing to gamble and agree with you. Okay. I think you you would probably win. <laughs> and I'm thinking that I know him because I think that's that's a uh, little Benny V from the hood. So he can allergic to black people. <laughs> what? Pam, what street he live on, girl? <laughs> he, he live on the corner of MLK and uh and Spruce. Let me back the story up. This man is in Iowa. Okay, let's start there. And he may be a distant relative. But what I can't get over is he had the gall, the audacity, and the nerve to actually tell the police that he was allergic to black people. And admittedly, he started to fight with this black man, knowing, well, maybe he didn't know because there's evidently signs of ignorance, period, but that this is all that are required for a hate crime. Right. So, I mean. And at the same time, you know, that leads one to question his mental stability because if you're allergic to something, why would you willingly put yourself in contact with it? Right. Well, so it's like premeditated because who walks around and what does he do every time he sees a black person just puts on the medical mask? And does, I, does an EpiPen cure this? With, <laughs> he needs to just stay in the house because depending, well, he, he's in Iowa. Let me take that back. I was going to say. I was really about to say, you know, you walk out your house in any given city in North America, you are running to some black people, and depending upon the city, you may not have far to go. But he's an Iowa, right. so... Maybe he was just taking his chances, yeah. Right. The spots of color may be few and far between. I don't know. No shade to the Iowans, no. <laughs> just saying. No shade. No, t- no shade. No shade. Okay, well, that's it for this bit, and I can't wait to join the two of you next week and hear what you have to say. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. All right, now. Well, once again, we've come to an end, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwitht.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. 
Continue to spread the word about the show. And remember, you can now download Talking With T on iTunes or TuneIn Radio. You can also subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news. If you're in the Knoxville, Tennessee listening area, visit www.thevillageofknox.com for the community calendar updates and positive stories. On that note, I'll end with a quote. It is better to live for one day as a lion than for a thousand years as a sheep. Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with Teeth.